Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new little thing that we're going to be doing on the Who Art Thou podcast. It's going to be kind of like hoping to be a monthly series about veggie growing. Uh, we're here with Mark Foster. And Mark, do you want to tell us a little about yourself and what we'll be talking about today? Yeah, sure. Cheers for having me. And no problem. Yeah, it could be the, f- the first of uh, one or many. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, just going to ch- chat a bit about uh, veggie growing. Um for both learners, intermediates, and I don't know why pro veggie listeners are here, but if you are, welcome. <laughs> um, that was so dumb. <laughs> we're keeping it. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're not keeping, keeping it. That. It's making the cut. We're keeping it. <laughs> So, like, what what got you into gardening in the first place? Ah, well, when I was living down in Dublin, we had, like, a little flower bed out the back that had very little in it. And yeah, I remember. I, it was only, like, a foot by, yeah, a foot by three foot. <laughs> I just got some <laughs> seeds someday and, and got a bit of soil and, and just, I think it was carrots, spinach, and lettuce, I think. Um oh. Yeah, and I was kind of just intrigued then, really. Like up until then, I hadn't really grown anything. So, uh, yeah, obviously there were limitations there. Um, but yeah, then when I moved home, then the cabin, you know, like fields for days. So and did you get straight uh, I had into full it run in the place. Did you get straight back um, into it when you went to cabin, or was it just kind of like, here's a little thing that I haven't done in a while? And uh, no, I was kind of right away because I was like twiddling my thumbs and, you know, less, less uh, things to do back in the countryside. So it was kind of just, yeah. you know, just kind of got stuck in. Started small, obviously, is the best way to do it. And, you know, one bed at a time. Yeah, like go um, through the stages of actually like how do you go about making a garden? Because I wouldn't, you're, you're speaking to somebody who's a complete lazy asshole so i wouldn't have a notion how to do this at all i wasn't exactly great at biology yeah. class either in school so it's a setup of it yeah i don't know like i i mean i did google and youtube a lot um but a lot of it is kind of learning from your own mistakes well that's for me anyway um you know learning as you're going along like you know, you, you don't have the best, you don't have to have the best soil in the world to, to grow certain things. Um, but the better the soil, the healthier the plants, the less pests annoying them and stuff. So, um, but yeah, like uh, as long as you have, you know, even by a foot by a foot, you've got enough room to grow something there, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, even I mean, like we- even container growing as well is, is an easy one. If, if you don't have a garden, you know, you could just have some pots and you can still grow edible veg that way. So, And what would be kind of like the easiest vegetables to kind of start off for somebody trying to get into it to grow? Or is there like, is, oh. is it, it's not, I can't imagine it's just as simple as just planting them, is it? Uh, in some cases it is. Yeah, no, it is. Like I'd say, you know, good ones to start off with are, well, garlic has to be the easiest. I mean, you know, you can oh. plant it from just like a clove a bought clove from a shop um you just plant it in november through till february 
and you do not have to do a thing until it's ready. Like nothing attacks it. It lives through frost. It's so grand. So garlic's a really easy one. Um, and then you can you can harvest it and just reuse the cloves the next season. Um, yeah, kale, very easy. Onions, peas, beans, strawberries and tomatoes. They'd kind of be my my tops for easies, yeah. Okay. And like for this kind of, like for this, we're into... What March? We're in March. Yeah. <laughs> what would be kind of like, what would be kind of say would be kind of the main kind of ones that you'd be going for around this season then? Uh, well, like, you know, February and March are literally the biggest seed sowing months, really. Um, so, you know, you can almost sow everything in March and it will be ready uh, whenever it's ready, you know. So, like, I mean, I was I was sowing carrots just the other day, the first sowing of oh, carrots. Class um yeah and yeah kale potatoes are going in soon as well um onions have been sowed you know i mean i've got a fair list of stuff but you know everything can go in in march really so and do you need um, like and you know if, so- if oh, you're sorry, thinking if you're thinking See, this again, is, this is what the Zoom thing you know, <laughs> I will work through it. Like, um, yeah, if, if you're thinking of, uh, if anyone's listening there and thinking, yeah, maybe I will get stuck into gardening, you know, March, April, April, you could still sow anything in April and it's grand, you know, so. And do you need any like particular type of soil for different type of vegetables or can you kind of just lump it in with the one thing? Like, uh, Yeah, when I started, the soil was pretty crap like you know it wasn't the worst it was kind of clayish soil and it depends what part of the country you are you know what soil you'll naturally have some will have sandy soil that you know dries out very quick others will have clay lumpy but you know as long as you kind of top dress it with compost the nutrients kind of just washes down through the soil and it eventually amends itself really so uh, yeah, some some actually kind of dig it in, like, you know, dig it over. I'm a no-dig gardener, so I, I don't do any digging if I can help it. You know, just keep all the soil biology below uh, undisturbed, really. What do you mean by that, like, no digging at all? Like, you just, you don't stick, you don't fuck with it whatsoever, like? Yeah, I, I try not to, you know, use a spade at all. Like the only time I pull the spade out is to dig up potatoes. Besides that, um, if I'm going to like start a bed off, I'll just uh, cover the top. Uh, if it's grass, I'll just cover it over with cardboard and then put compost on top. And the cardboard and the compost will just kind of, uh, you know, kill off the grass below and it will also feed the life. Uh, below and you know you just want all those earthworms to come in and kind of you know work their way through mixing the soil and at the end of the day that's what's feeding your plants you know all the microorganisms and and worms so you know to dig it and disturb it is is an issue i think um i started my first year off by just digging the whole thing through and (laughs) it was grand but the second year i found out about no dig and you know, with organic gardening, you tend to have more pests. So with no dig, the pests don't seem to annoy the plants that much because they're just stronger, you know? Yeah. 
like is it, um because they're probably just they just just because they grow better like again i, I don't know yeah that. i think so yeah like uh, it's funny though because i i've seen like some plants might be weaker than others just naturally and say like you've got a row of 10 kale plants and one might be the run to the litter and like the slugs just seem to go for it before any others it's really fascinating to see just take so like the team you know yeah like you call it a sacrificial <laughs> plant because like <laughs> is that the know, actual term you really do yeah and like i've started kind of messing around <laughs> with that recently where instead of just like you know tossing that weak plant into the compost i might just plant it between the rest of them and any slugs that are there because you're going to get slugs and pests at the end of the day any that are there are going to go straight to it and let the others around it grow so um, it's fascinating how nature kind of finds its course like that yeah and would you leave any like pellet stand or anything around your area like no i never have um i have been known at yeah, my family to laugh at me for uh, sometimes going out uh, slug hunting uh, in the evening. <laughs> yeah, I'd be out there with the head torch. <laughs> so, what, really? You know, just to like keep, fucking honey, yeah, I shot the kids God. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, similar to that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to get a photo of that. We should use that as the cover photo for this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah i see it yeah <laughs> so like what would what would your kind of setup now be for your own garden like how how have like what changes have you made from the very beginning of doing this to what it looks like now that you think would be essential for anybody who's starting off all right well yeah i mean i'm lucky that we do have a greenhouse and you know it's seen some time like it could be it could be 10 15 years old now but i've only started using it when I got into this, like this is my third season growing and yeah, like greenhouse isn't essential, even a sunny windowsill to get those Mm. seedlings started. Um, you know, you're obviously going to need seed trays and pots, but like, I like to kind of reuse, uh, like butter tubs and margarine tubs are a great call. Um, you know, yeah. And all that stuff. I just find it. it? It's a good size. Like it's, it's bigger than usual pots you know like you kind of get small pots for starting ceilings but with a butter tub it's like twice the size and i find that the plastic it doesn't degrade that quickly in the sun like some pots might only last for a couple of years but you know butter tubs you know they seem to last like five plus years so and plus they're only going to be recycled anyway so you may as well make an extra use of them before they're yeah but um yeah so i'm lucky with the greenhouse but you can start ceilings off you know in a sunny windowsill and yeah what else like i mean every year i kind of just build on to the beds a little bit um you know add an extra little bit to them or build a new bed starting to run out of space but you kind of get creative (laughs) with where you can put them you know or if you've two beds beside each other it's inevitable that they're going to turn into one, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's much easier to kind of, you know, add a little chunk each season rather than just, Oh crap. Now I have twice as much to plant as last year kind of thing. So it's, it's a bit easier to just kind of work your way up to it, you know? Yeah. 
And um, I guess so, like, so with this with this series, what we're planning on doing is we're going to be basically going like, so we'll do March and we'll talk about what you're going to be, what you're, what you're going to be, what you're going to be focusing on entirely in your garden in March and then April, which entirely fo- focusing on in April. So like for this mm. month, what were you doing in your garden? Like, oh, well, yeah, like I was, I was kind of really fortunate that um, I took a week off work just to use up some holidays. And it was it was so ideal because the weather was just class this week. And yeah, I caught up on loads of things. Like mainly, I started a lot of seedlings off, you know, about a month ago. So just potting them on to bigger pots is, you know, it's tedious enough. But if you're listening to music or podcasts, it's kind of grand. Just get stuck mm-hmm. in for an hour or so. So mostly potting on stuff. And anything that's hardy enough to survive, you know, frost like onions, leeks, uh, kale, those little seedlings can be planted out now and make room, you know, for more. Because, um, yeah. you know, you've got limited, you know, space for little seedlings and you don't need to water them as much and take care of them as much if they're planted out. So, um, yeah, that's kind of... That's it. Like there's still some vegetables from last year that I'm picking like uh, Brussels sprouts. I just finished the last of those. Um, I've had them September until March, which is like six months oh, of Brussels wow. sprouts, which is class. Yeah. And how, um, like, do you get a and, load of them? Like, Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I think every plant produced between like 60 and 100 brussels sprouts that's uh what oh yeah <laughs> yeah they grow on it's kind of like a vine basically it's like a it looks like a yeah i, I have it's no, what you've never seen what it looks yeah like. it's what you'd imagine a beanstalk to look like really but it's got um it's got loads of like leaves every so often and then in yeah. the armpits of the leaves are the brussels sprouts um and the magic wow. thing is that once it stops producing Brussels sprouts, you can still eat the leaves, which are just like a nice kind of buttery Brussels sprout. It's tough to describe, but it's Why it's a nice bonus. Why do that then at all? Oh, this is the magic of growing your own stuff. Like you've got a world Why of possibilities. We... Yeah, like what kind of stuff do we get like that you would say that you get off vegetables that we you wouldn't really get in like your local supermarket? Like what would be like that? One would be one would be some of the best benefits out of it. Um. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's on it's on your doorstep, really. You can go out oh, and pick yeah. it, and you know, like, and I grow organic, so you know, organic food is not cheap. Um. And yeah, like that's obviously a benefit too. And I mean, most onions that you buy, you buy the onion that had been stored for two, three, four months. Whereas if I go out to get an onion from the garden, it was literally growing a minute ago and I can eat the greens and the bulb. So yeah, like there's, there's loads of, you know, you can, you can grow it however way you want. Um, like beans, for example, broad beans, if you buy them, they're kind of at their oldest stage. They're still green, but they're old, but, if you grow beans, you can literally eat them whenever the pod is, say, like three inches long, right up until, you know, six, seven inches long. And you can eat the pod and all if you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you just, there's a world of possibilities and you can grow it whatever way you like. 
which is kind of the magic of it. And like you seem to be like obviously know your stuff. Like where where did you learn all of this? Was like was a lot of it trial and error, or did you consult like YouTube or like what would be the biggest kind of way to learn about how to go about yeah. doing this? I'd say it's a kind of a, a mixture of all really. Like I'd be I'd be a bit of a perfectionist really, and if I get into something I'll really nerd out on it, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I know if, how you are. Especially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, if I get into something, I will, you know, go 100% at it. Um, like, especially one new thing I'm growing this year is uh, Swiss chard. And I'll just like Google and YouTube Swiss chard, you know, start to finish. What, what you is know, that? Sorry, I don't even when, know what that is. Oh, it's kind of like a spinach, but it's much bigger and the stems you can get in red and yellow and white and pink oh, cool. and orange. Yeah, loads of colors and you can eat the stem uh, and it's just as nice as the leaves, just like spinach. Um, yeah, spinach is Yeah, good. so and it's, yeah, I like spinach, especially again, homegrown stuff, just like bought stuff has nothing on it. Um, I'm not sure I've had some of the homegrown yeah, so that you brought down here. Didn't you yeah, bring, cucumbers and yeah, you got me a cute, a lovely cucumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> lettuce and onions, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's one thing. Like we we get cucumbers through the year here, and I don't eat them because I just wait until mine are <laughs> mine are ready to grow. <laughs> um, I just don't like bought cucumbers. It's just I don't know what no, it is like there is some there is something to say for like organic stuff straight from a garden like i don't know even mm. it's i know it's not the same thing as vegetables but my granny has a hen house and when we get those eggs those eggs are better than anything you could have bought for yeah her. i don't know what it is like oh, yeah. even if they say they're free range or whatever they're still just so mm. much better like sure lots no, to be I said bet. for the garden and stuff this is but, it uh, and i mean like yeah the the other thing too about growing your own is it's it's come from a walk away. It's not been shipped down from, you know, the other side of the country or the other side of the world in some cases, like, which I think, you know, our generation should, should really be considering that above all else. You know, if you can grow anything at all, do it, get stuck in, you know? Yeah. Cause as you said, like we have like parsley and cloves and stuff outside and we have a couple of other stuff. I can't remember, but uh, like, as you said, like you don't need a massive amount of space to actually grow stuff. You no. just need just a windowsill even is all you said. Like, Yeah, this is it. And like things, I pick up some things in the shop like garlic, which can happily grow in our climate. And where does it come from? Chili? What? Yeah, Why? Garlic's a mad one. Like, like when you said garlic, I was like, I did not think that was going to grow here at all. To be honest, oh, like at all. Yeah, like, happily. How, how yeah, long does it take it, to grow actually? I think you've said this already um like you can you can sow it two parts of the year either november or right up till about february or so and right. november sowing you know they get huge whenever they're finished which is what is it around july or august uh, it depends what kind of year you've had um but you pull them right up you'll do a test dig or when i say dig i mean like pull one out and <laughs> just you, get your hands in you, there you check it 
Yeah, and make sure, well, this, you know, sometimes you need to help it out with the fork because the roots do get kind of really anchored in there. Mm. But for the most part, it, it comes up grand and you just check the clove, make sure they've kind of formed correctly. Uh, if they haven't, you can still eat that as green garlic, no problem. Um, lovely in a stir fry. But yeah, then you just dry them and, you know, each each veggie has a process. Um and you can do different things with them. Like, I mean, <laughs> I grew chili peppers for the first time last year and I still have like so many chili peppers in the freezer. Um, <laughs> so I have enough for a whole year. Like, <laughs> You can grow um, chili peppers in Cavan. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can. And they're the hottest. Like, <laughs> they're, Yeah, they're the class. I dried some and I've made like chili flakes off them. So oh, literally... Okay. 10 flakes in an omelette and your your mouth's on fire <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds amazing i love it Chili flakes on a pizza or anything like that yeah and then, like i guess kind of like um so that you, you discuss what you're doing in march leading into april now what would you be what would you be planning to get the good to get the garden ready like what would be the next kind of few steps obviously in the next episode in april okay. we'll talk about exactly what you did and then moving into the next month but uh like yeah, for, for going yeah. forward now what would you be planning on doing yeah, well, it's it's kind of much the same, although it kind of intensifies more because it's getting hotter and brighter. The days are longer. So anything that you didn't have time to do, you know, in March, you're definitely wanting to do it in April. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking, say, you know, potatoes. That's a great time for planting potatoes. Um, a lot of things are being transplanted out into the garden because... Uh, April is basically our last frost date, um, okay. mid-April. So, you know, sometimes end of March be your last frost, but you can get caught off guard and mid, mid-April, mid you might have a frost that'll kill off some things. Yeah, so you, you got to be like, you know, if... If you're, if you're gardening, you're watching the weather forecast. There's no doubt yeah, about yeah. it, so... Um, yeah, potatoes mainly and just planting things out, you know, that's, that's the mains. Um, cucumber seeds are, are sowed about April or so. And yeah, Brussels sprouts as well. Um, that's, that's the best time for getting those guys out. Uh, sowed. Sowed? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry. yeah, for, for yeah. Something so for something I thought you were for you were saying a vegetable that's called a sowed, and I was like, what the fuck is that? But uh, <laughs> not yet. Just actually working just on actually, it. Yeah. <laughs> a superfood that we all need. Um, <laughs> just out of curiosity, actually, super vegetables. Like, is there anything? Because like you know, there's like some trees that don't you cannot plant that they suck all roots and stuff, and nothing can grow beside them. When you're mapping mm. out your garden, is there a particular way that you map it out or do they all tend to actually grow quite well next to each other? Oh, that's a really good question. Like I, I, um, it's something I really love is, is kind of in the winter whenever nothing can really be sowed or like, you know, there's nothing really going on. It's a couple of winter veggies like kale and leek, but essentially you're, you're prepping, you know what you want to do for the next season in the winter yeah. so you're well i draw i draw maps of the garden <laughs> and the beds <laughs> oh, really? and and work out yes i do yeah yeah and that architecture it's, it's just good for 
Yeah, this is it. And it's <laughs> it's good to know like what what you might and might not have room for because you don't want to sew like loads of this and then realize, oh crap, I've no room for that now. So um so you're back to your question. Yeah, sewing things together or planting things together. Uh certain things don't go well together, but for the most part you're kind of grand. I tend to Google it really, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and check what I did last year. Like I find that, you know, literally just an hour ago, I was transplanting some onions in between um, some strawberry plants. So I find that they really do go well together. And, you know, like uh, slugs tend to not be that fascinated by onions so if they smell onions okay. or garlic uh, if this if they smell either of those they won't be too interested so if you interplant those with other veggies that they love there's more chance of that smell masking you know oh, the wow. kales and the lettuces yeah so that's you, that's okay. it I like borderline permaculture gardening really where you're using nature to your advantage um so i'm I'm kind of messing around with that quite a lot this year uh planting and interplanting okay and but like besides i would never have guessed that i don't know why the slugs have a sense of smell that would deter them away even from like garlic or onions like it just seems mad to me i don't know why yeah of course they do like but um but uh i'm trying to oh sorry and uh i guess one of the other questions that i have to ask obviously because it's important is uh re- besides the obviously the health benefits of in terms of, like the physical health benefits of gardening what do you kind of get out of gardening mentally like what's the kind of best aspect of it for you oh yeah um yeah obviously physical like you know working around moving around uh, but mental would be uh, it's kind of like the same you get from like reading or video games you just switch off or like mm your mind kind of has time to just, you know, like uh, subconscious thinking or something, you know, where you're just kind yeah. of not, you're, you're thinking about what you're doing, but you know, you're not checking your phone or you're not like getting notifications. You're just content. Like, you know, and nature's just moving all around you. Like you got the birds singing and you know, the, the leaves rustling and you're checking Ooh. out what your little veggies are doing. So <laughs> like, it's just something <laughs> really stuff. Yeah. Something warming about it. And, you know, I, I might just, especially in the summer, I'll come out a little earlier in the morning before work, water things through. And then on your way home from work, you're just thinking, I wonder what those, you know, X, Y, and Z are doing. And you come home and check them. So, I suppose it's just a good, uh, good way of just getting your head out of like, you know, work and and distractions. Really, it's 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 a good distraction. So, yeah, I definitely think I definitely like. I know my my nan is big into it, but she she's lucky enough to have a greenhouse as well. But um, mm. I imagine it's fairly like just therapeutic and just it's almost like um kind of going on yeah. like a really nice long walk where you just you just listen to music and just switch completely off exactly as, like exactly yeah as said, like yeah that's it and like the other thing is too like it's great to hear granny's doing it because like it's one of those very few things you can do from the age of 10 to 100 you know mm. um 
like and each year the season is something new for you you know it could be a really late winter it could be the longest summer ever like there's it's never the same and that's what keeps it interesting yeah and it's rewarding as well because you actually get something at the end of it you get mm. really nice food like <laughs> you can't yeah you this is it yeah really nice food <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's there's certain times of the year you just can't you just can't eat everything that's there so you have to share it out <laughs> yeah. um in my old workplace <laughs> i was actually growing so many cucumbers that I, I i came in early to work one day and put like cucumbers into people's drawers <laughs> <laughs> It was just like I could see people like coming in one by one. Something else. Uh, (laughs) So they were all coming in one by one. They were going in to grab their pen or whatever, and they were like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, um, I guess I get Mark, we'll leave it there for, for this month's uh, episode. Um, but just, uh, most importantly, you update on Instagram. So if anybody wants to check you out and ask any questions, um, where can they find you for, for other gardening needs? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's green beard diary and that's green beard underscore diary. So, you know, I, I try and take some, let's call it RC pictures of the garden and, <laughs> And um, your yeah always a bit of info on there and a little dogger yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i think if anybody wants to email any questions in that we well not myself i have a notion what i'm even talking about um but if they ask any questions they want to ask mark for next week's episodes you can email me at uh, the who art thou podcast at gmail.com or you can drop me a message on uh instagram as well and we'll get mark to answer the questions any questions you want or you can just question him whatever yeah. whatever way works but uh, yeah, we'll leave it there, Mark, for, and then we'll we'll do next month's one next month. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cheers well, for having great, me. Man. It's been class. No problem at all, man. <laughs>